come to it. We've come to the day that we record, which is whenever we want. Whenever we feel like yeah, it. Yeah, but we're doing it, so that's all that matters. Um, hi, it's Talk Comics to Me time. I'm Champ. I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather. And we're here to talk about comic books. I don't have anything exciting or fun or new or anything, honestly, so... We are just existing at this point, so bear with us. We'll all float on, as Modest Mouse says. Yeah. <laughs> they do say that. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to start. Uh. Okay, I have The Ballad of Ronin. This is issue number three. Um, this is just a story about uh, an orphan who gets sucked into some mythological world. She doesn't want to, obviously. She's very pissed about it. But she basically (laughs) ages out of the system in Ireland where this takes place. Uh, The only person that really cares about her or who wants to help her at all is the the priest who ran the orphanage that she lived in. And he is privy to all sorts of mystical things that are happening. Um, So she gets into a little bit of trouble and he is trying to help her navigate this whole world. And on the opposite side of the city that she's in, there is a, I don't know if he's a kid or if he's just like a a grown up, but his name is Ronan and he is magical. So she has to find him, help him, and in return he helps her get out of the trouble that she is in. So in this issue, she runs, she finally finds him and makes his acquaintance and that kind of begins their journey All right. together. That so. Sounds interesting still. Yeah, I do I do like this story a lot. I like a lot of the uh, mythological stuff that is happening in here. And I like that at the end of every issue, it gives you a little bit of Irish history. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. It's, it's just really fun to read. Um, as I've said, I think with all the other issues, I don't know how much I like the art. Yeah, I yeah. am. I am still pretty on the fence about it. Um, there's some really good faces that the characters make, which I think is worth it. Um, in the, the present day, I I think I prefer the art less than when they do flashbacks of like okay. when Ronan was young, and that obviously takes place during some sort of medieval period of time. So I think that's really cool, but. Yeah, I, I like the story quite a bit, and I'm not sure how many issues there are going to be. It's an action lab comic, so yeah, I don't yeah. know anything about them other than what Zombie Tramp. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, I just realized I'm wearing our shirt while we record this podcast, oh, yeah. so that's embarrassing. No, that's cool. <laughs> you gotta rep. <laughs> It's like wearing your own band t-shirt to mm-hmm. play a show. Um, so now I have Batman, me, Champ, Champenstein. I have Batman Killing Time. This is issue number six. Uh, this ends this little six-issue story. Uh, I did not really like this ending. I really feel like the high point was really high, and then it just kind of like fizzled on out. Um, the reveal was somewhat interesting, but yeah, it was just kind of like a, well, anticlimactic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was supposed to think, be like a little like cheeky, if I may use that term. You absolutely <laughs> can. I love that. Uh, like the, the way the, the turn worked. Um, but 
I think it, I don't know. It was six issues, which was probably good, but I'm like, eh, maybe it could have just been like one less issue or two less issues and could have like packed in a little, because it packed a lot in, mm-hmm. but I think some it could have like taken some things, some aspects of the story out, like some of the aspects I really enjoyed of it, it probably could have taken them out and like gotten to the point and done the turns a lot quicker and like still had the point very well done. Like a lot of the narration and like the flipping back and forth through time was really cool. But in the long run, it still ended up taking too long. Like like by the time I got to the end and like what happened, I was like, oh, okay. Well, that stinks because so, I know you did enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't think it's bad by any means. Like I, I, I did like it. I just did not necessarily like this ending that much. Art was great, though. Uh, that was, that is absolutely the truth. I really liked the help. Like that character was a really interesting bad guy, um, and his connection to Batman is cool. And so I would like. I'm, I'm interested to see if they bring that character into there anymore. Um, but yeah. As a whole, I I don't know. So you expected more from it, but I just, wanted less. Yeah. Yes. 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 Because, I, like I said, I think if it had taken some aspects of it out, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. And it would have, like, connected things more tightly. I think the problem was, like, there is a lot of stuff in there and a lot of, like, flashing back and forth through time that ended up, like, tying stuff together. But not necessarily, like, the thread that you want. Okay. But maybe it'd be better, like, in a trade, like, just reading it real quick. So, like, maybe the month, month to month. But it still came out very consistently, so it wasn't, like, bad in that manner. That always is very frustrating for me. I've noticed that with several comics that I've read recently that would read better in trade format rather than just one issue at a time. And that's, like, cool that stories can be like that, but it's it's just so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. I Like I said, I can't... I don't know if I can suggest it. I feel like it'd be... I'd have to suggest it for a very certain person, mm-hmm. which I'm sorry to anyone I suggested it to while it was coming out. Because now I feel bad. You know, you win some, you lose yeah. some. It's, and it's you, fine. It's fine. I knew what I was getting into when I yeah. ordered a Tom King Batman book. That's very fair. It's like, I'm either going to love this or I'm going to hate this. (laughs) There's no in between. Next, we have sort of Asriel. We have a one shot and then we have the first issue. Um, They came out on the same day, which honestly, I'm not a fan of. No, I wasn't either. And I mean, I didn't like it because I didn't realize that it was essentially just like a prelude to the story that's happening. Mm-hmm. I thought the one shot was just going to be like, hey, here's a quick little just one shot story. So I read the number one first and then went back and read the prelude. And I was like, well, that's confusing. Like, I, I don't know why they came out on the same day. Yeah. And I think you can read the first issue without reading the one shot. Yes. I think the one shot just like gives you a little bit more information. And I liked both a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I really think both are worth reading. Um, and honestly, going into this, I was like, Asriel, mm. <laughs> that's a character I don't traditionally really have any like for or like, I don't know. I think it's hard to write that character. Cause yeah. It seems very one dimensional. Uh, but these books are both fantastic. Yeah, they, they looked really good, and the story was 
interesting enough that I was like, I, I only ordered the first one, but I'm, I'm going to have to add it. Yeah. Because it is only six issues, and I think, I don't know, yeah, I had no desire to read this character at all, but now I'm like, okay, the story is actually, like, intriguing. Yeah, no, for sure. I 100% agree with that. Like, intriguing is the best way to, like, put it, because you want, like, you want to see how this character grows through, like, mm-hmm. the, like, writer, the writer and the, like, artist very much. And there's, like, yeah, some really cool panels in there. Like, I just... Yeah, the... How did you describe the art when we were talking about it? I don't remember what uh, you had said. It reminds me a lot of a manga. Okay, here. I'm just going to show this page because nothing really, like, I don't, big I don't, happens in it. I don't know if you can see it. If you're watching the video, it's just... It's the perfect art for this kind of story. Yeah. It's... Yeah, done really well. I can't... It kind of reminds me of, like, Trigun, like, the way he looks. Yeah, and there's, like, a lot of the the movement with the characters. Mm -hmm. It reminds me a lot of, yeah, that sort of thing. There's, like, shapes that I really enjoy. Like, it's it's just very good. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy it quite a bit. So, yeah. I don't know. If you have no desire to read any of this character, maybe you should just try the first issue, because... Yeah, we were in the same boat. I said, "Yeah, that one shot." Like, I finished that, and I was like, mm, "I'm sold. I'm yeah. sold on this." And then I read the like the first issue of the six issue series, and I was like, "Yeah, I am sold on this." I do feel like it was weird to not. I'm sure it has to do with like everything going on in our world right now, with like paper shortages, shipping delays, mm-hmm. yada yada yada. Like, why they ended up coming out on the same day? Because I would have liked, you know, like one the week before and then one the next week just just to spread them out if nothing else and it'd be easier to like sell them to people if they weren't out on the same day i agree yeah because i had to tell several people like you can read this without it but like it would be fun like worth it yeah it's really good trust me on this yeah and i we i know we had talked about this before but i don't remember seeing the one shot when I, I was ordering i don't and i i think it is the thing you were saying where we may have like seen it in previews and just assumed it was the same book yeah and so just like different covers yeah and then it ordered again or maybe we thought it was a resolicit mm-hmm. and that's yeah i have no answers for that <laughs> i don't know but it, it got my stamp of approval yeah 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 yes <laughs> okay uh i have legion of x it's just it, Ooh, okay. I don't know what just happened. This is issue number four. Um, and I was actually just thinking about this as we were trying to decide an order. I don't know how much of this has to do with the Judgment Day stuff that's happening. I don't think it... It doesn't seem like it has anything to do. Like, it's just its own story. I don't know if it maybe is, like, way before or what. This is... It was very confusing yeah, for cause, me because... Because that doesn't help when Legion is in X-Men Red, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was just... It was confusing because I was like, I don't remember it being referenced in here at all. Let's just say it's beforehand. Yeah. Then. So, yeah. Um, Nightcrawler and Weaponless Zen, I believe is what her name is, they are still trying to figure out what happened to the Arako god that went missing. Um, and while this is happening, he's getting laid. <laughs> A lot. Um, but they're also trying to figure out who the Switch is, who they keeps taking over different mutants' bodies and stuff, just like traveling, whatever. You do get to discover what exactly it is, he is, uh, and it was very interesting. I thought that was cool. Um, Loki is in this a little bit. 
I say a little bit because it has to do with the god that is like taking over people's bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, and you get to see Nightcrawler without his skin. Uh, and, and by that I mean as a human rather than a mutant. And that has to do with the whole Switch like story and stuff. It, it, I really, really liked this issue. I thought it was inquisitive. Okay. Yes. You learn a lot in here. So, yeah. I still really enjoy this story. I do like it way more than I did like Way of X, which I think is saying something because I did enjoy Way of X mm -hmm. quite a bit too. But I like how deep this story gets, the, the layers to everything that's happening because there's like three or four different stories that are happening in here or like events that are happening. Yeah. And they, they do a really good job of making it fluid as one story because it's mm -hmm. a lot of jumping back and forth between like what Sen is doing and what Nightcrawler is doing and stuff. So I really enjoy it. It's it's a nice little Nightcrawler story. I feel like one I've been waiting for. Yeah. That's good. I like, I like that for you. I do too. Okay. Uh, so this is our last of books by ourselves and then we, we just gotta we got each other. Uh, this is The Vineyard. This is issue number one. This is a book by Brian Hawkins and Sammy Kevla. Kevla? 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 Kevelia. Kevelia? Yeah, because the A they, with the umlaus yeah. is always... Uh. Okay. Uh, Jason Rudy and Taylor Esposito. Um, this is just a story about a family vineyard where to be successful, they must make... Uh, sacrifices to Dionysus and that's kind of that's just just what this is about it's about family human sacrifices sacrifices and Dionysus the selfishness of gods so there's there's a lot going on here but not a lot but a lot at the same time mm -hmm. uh, I really liked the flow of the first issue uh, I like the family dynamic it's I'm expecting a fun little horror horror romp. Yeah, I made it about halfway through the book, and I am going to go back and read it because I did like what I had read. Mm -hmm. There was just so much going on while I was trying to read it. So, And I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get to finish it because I was interested in what yeah, was I happening. Th I think it's a book you would really enjoy. Um, and the art, like, I really like the art a lot. Mm -hmm. and like I said, the story was just really interesting, and I'm, I'm interested. It, like, definitely drew me in to be like, okay, so, like what's gonna happen i see the pieces you're putting here like the family dynamic was pretty interesting yeah. while i was reading it. it it was very strange and i think it like i don't know how far you got um i think literally halfway through okay because like the introduction of the sister mm -hmm. yeah that was like where it's like okay weird yeah. <laughs> yeah same so be be cool to see what happens could be a fun little aftershock horror yeah i don't think i've read like one and since I've worked there that I haven't liked in one way or another yeah, like yeah. their horror stories it's it, it's hard I still think it's like hard to find out like I feel like they had more solid books a few years ago mm -hmm. I feel like it's been like a little bit of a stumble to find books of theirs I've been like truly enjoying right but this is one um I think that Brother of All Men is an aftershock yes. book so that one was really good I need to remember to get that yeah so. yeah a couple Horror books. I'm yeah, good. Very All right. good. So next we have Batman. This is 126. We learn about Failsafe. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. Batman calls on all of his child soldiers to help him. 
He needs help from his groomed children. <laughs> uh, and then in the uh, second half of the story, Catwoman is doing some investigation to figure out all of Penguin's children. Children, yeah. yeah. For reasons. I like I like the backup. I like the main story. I I don't know. It's just still like Batman though. Yeah, I, it looks great. That's uh, literally me. I, I just I like the feel of it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like just the way the story goes. But yeah, it's still still Batman Bros. Yeah, this issue is relentless. <laughs> like it just it keeps. I don't know how else to explain it. Like you start reading it and it just keeps going the whole time. Which I think is good for a Batman book because I wasn't bored yeah. of it while reading it. Yeah. And I know that a lot of Batman, since I've been reading Batman for a while, like this era, I guess, of Batman, there were several issues where I was just like, eh, like kind of bored. But this, the last one and this one like has just been nonstop. And I think that's good for a Batman story because it doesn't give you time to just think about it yeah i think that's the thing it does do a lot of the exposition and like what's happening in the story like wow like this in this like being just chased after it's the terminator like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like getting chased after the terminator that's, i mean you're not wrong <laughs> you're really not <laughs> Felt good to make a Terminator reference. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so this is DC vs. Vampires. This is issue number eight. Uh, we have about four more issues till the end, and I think this issue really sets us up for the end game of mm-hmm. the story. Everybody is going to the places to try to defeat the vampires, do what they think they can do. Um, yeah, there's, what, three different groups mm-hmm. that are all... They all essentially have the same goal in mind, but they're trying different ways yeah so this was my favorite page by the way yeah it just was awesome yeah yeah i love this art uh i love vampire stories um this is another one that is just continuously like fascinating to me because of all the different things they're they're doing yeah i like this issue a lot um i think i had said last time like the thing about every issue is just like it's just like ends on like a note where i'm just like uh yeah uh <laughs> But this one kind of ends, like, on a more, I guess, hopeful note. (laughs) Rather than just, like, stealing that hope away from me, like, Mm -hmm. immediately. That is a good way of putting it. Because I think, like, yeah, like you said, the issues have been relentless. And I feel like that's kind of how they've been relentless. Where I'm just like, oh. Then it's like, no. Yeah. I'm kidding. And it's like, well, I know that, like, it's almost impossible. Mm -hmm. But just, like. Let me, like, have a little moment of, like... Give me a kernel of hope. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. You can only be beaten down so many times before it's just, like, this is too much. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's one of the things that I... I wouldn't say like about it, but I think it's a good perspective, uh, especially with this kind of story, because I like that the vampires actually took over. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they won, yeah, I like. Seeing... I don't. I don't mind that. By yeah, any I means. just. I just think that it's just like. Even then, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer like... reading it sometimes because it's like, well, what are you guys gonna do? The vampires won. Like, what do you expect? Just go into hiding, don't, stay there. Don't. Yeah, doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, would definitely suggest this. It's a really fun book. You don't think it's gonna be as fun as it is, and mm-hmm. that's really good. That's how I feel a lot about the DC horror. Obviously, Deceased is coming out, and I can't stop reading it. 
Okay, we're going to move okay. on. This is Golden Rage. This is issue number one. Uh, this is just a little story about some older women who are, I almost said castrated, but that's not the word I'm <laughs> not looking quite, for. Not quite, no. Uh, cast off into an island and with no way out. It's like a retirement island. Yeah. It was... But forced, forced, yes. forced retirement island only for women, old, older women. Mm-hmm. Or so you think. Um, and it seems as though they are, like, warring. It reminded me of, like, that movie The Hunt, where yeah. they're all, like, sent off and they're being hunted down, except it's old women and they adapt. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this much more than I thought I was. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, especially since you're, you're just kind of thrown into it with the main character who doesn't feel like she should be there at all. So yeah. it's like the mystery behind why is she there? What is she going to do? How is she going to get out of it? Like, yeah. I, I liked that part of it. It was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. No, it was really good, too. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have much more to say about it. Because no, it was I... just like, I think that's... It was a really good introductory yeah. like issue because again it gave you like the mystery of it and it kept you like well now I need to know what happens like I need to know the story of what is happening yeah yeah and why yeah, yeah. it was yeah it was good if you like old ladies then I think it would be a good story for you <laughs> okay so next we have Aqua Aquaman mm, we're having a great time yeah. talking today uh, Andromeda issue number two. By Ram V and Christian Ward. Um, and this is just like the abyss or the sphere. Yeah, I like that you said that because the other day Julian asked me, like he, I told him I finished reading it and he was like, what did it remind you of? I was like, I don't know, an Aquaman story? I was like, I don't know what you're asking. And he's like, well, Champ said this, like the abyss and spirit and I was like oh yeah, well now that you mention it yeah that's exactly what it reminds me of I didn't even think about it when I was like after I had read it but yeah it's it's very much like that yeah I was thinking about it when I was reading this issue very specifically with just like the uh the narration mm-hmm. the like the journal entries oh there's that other movie with Sam Neill it's like is it the space one? Yeah, the space one. Why am I... Event Horizon? Yeah, yeah. it feels kind of like that in yeah. its own way, too. That's Yeah, that was where my mind went. <laughs> it's which... like a, just a, all of... Just think of all of those types of movies put together. As an Aquaman story. As an Aquaman story. That's actually an interesting fact about me. That is That movie is why I can't... I'm not into, like, space things. Because when I saw that... I was so terrified, and I that's still one of the only movies that, like, gives me the willies to this day. Like, I can't. It freaks me out. I don't like it. I mean, I like it. Like, it's a really good movie, but it scares me. Yeah, it's also really bad, though, too. Oh, yeah. No, it is. <laughs> but, like, when I watched it, I was, like, nine. Yeah, no, something. I get it. Yeah, and so that, like, set the tone for me in space things. I was scared of, like, the X-File music and the kid at the end for, like, most of my life. You know, I get it. Just because... Things are scary. Yeah, sometimes the X-Files were scary, and those were the the music, and Mm -hmm. then the kid who's like, I made that, or, like, somehow the scariest parts that I took out. Because, like, why is that innocent kid talking 
after this terrifying thing. Like, it's confusing. It's scary. But these are things that scared Champ and I as children, <laughs> if you want to know. Uh, and that was Aquaman Andromeda. Yes. A, a really great Aquaman story that I'm very excited to see how, like, they end it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do... I was going to say... That is something I do like about the DC Black Label books. There's going to be three issues, mm-hmm. by the way. And that's what I like about them is, like, they're the perfect length for stories. Like, especially, I think this one is really, really good because the team, you know, Ram and Christian Ward, yeah. it's just, they work really well together, I think, for this type of story. So. Yeah, it definitely fits perfectly, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, so next we have Poison Ivy. This is issue number three. Uh this just kind of continues Ivy's mission to kill everybody on Earth, but she's having like her her doubts, her dilemma. Yeah, which you know, I think more than makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how this delves into the problems that she is having mm-hmm. with justifying what she is doing. Because yeah, I feel like it seems like it would be something like I don't want to say that. That sounds really bad. <laughs> No, you have to. Well, I was going to say, I can see, like, where she's coming from, and I understand, like, wanting to kill everybody, and I understand that, like, internal struggle, because you're not, like, yeah, it's, it sounds bad when I'm saying it out loud, like, of course, like, I would kind of empathize with an eco-fascist, and be like, yeah, I get it. But I think that's why this story is so interesting, and that's the word of the day. Um, intriguing intriguing yes is because she she does a really good job of giving you both sides of it like again making you feel empathy for her because of something that happened to her like they just do a really good job Mm -hmm. with that poison ivy characterization i guess no it's really great i really do like that story a lot i think it's i think it's worth reading yeah i do like that like in-depthness of it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. It is. It's just, it is really good, and the art's really good, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's a very solid story so far. We're three issues in, so we still have time to change our minds. Yeah, I think it's, isn't it supposed to be only, like, five or something? I, I think so. I don't know. I don't know why sometimes DC books will say, you know, three of six or whatever, and then sometimes they won't, even though they're limited series. I, I, I wish that it was more consistent, but that's just me. <laughs> okay, so next we have uh, Immortal X-Men. This is issue number five, and this is a Mm tie-in to Judgment Day. This is basically Exodus, kind of his viewpoint of everything that's been going on, uh, flashes back and forth of his past and his present. That's really it. Yeah, that's it. And it kind of, the present takes place, like, as the Judgment Day starts. Yeah, like that very initial, like, psychic attack yeah i damaged my book too apparently but that is no surprise um i i mean i've been really enjoying immortal x-men i feel like each Mm -hmm. issue it kind of focuses on one specific character within the quiet council yeah and i i like that yeah and i like this issue a lot too just because i i think exodus is an interesting character i don't know a lot about Mm mm-hmm so I don't feel like going back, learning anything, and that just gave me a little, like, fun, I don't know if that's real history of X-Men stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, and I'm sure you liked seeing Apocalypse. I did like seeing Apocalypse, even though he's just, like, a 
fucking hate that dude. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is shit. I'm like, yeah, it's, I get it. But, yeah, from his perspective, it, yeah. like, makes sense. And Apocalypse is kind of a shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. It doesn't make sense that I like him so much. But Well, because, again, with, like, all of the the growth and the background and stuff on certain characters, you got to know him a lot more during the beginning of the Hickman mm-hmm. X-Men. You know, it's just good. <laughs> it's just good. Okay, so next we both have uh, X-Men Red. This is also issue number five. I don't have mine because I let somebody borrow all of my mm-hmm. issues. Uh, but this is also a Judgment Day tie-in. This tells you everything that was happening on Mars when everything initial, initially happened. Um, so Uranus, right? That's who mm-hmm. it was. Um, has come to Mars and he has an hour to just ruin the day. Mm-hmm. And he does. Oh my god! Yeah, he he goes wild. He just he goes no ham mercy. If you will. Um, it's probably one of my favorite issues that I've read. Yeah, that and it was just so intense. Just like everything that like happened in that issue, like all of the beats were just like fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Again, relentless. Yeah, yeah. It just. Because again, it takes place over the course of an hour, but like a majority of the issue is the first like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you try to imagine being there and like witnessing all of it, so much happens. It's a, uh, it's, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. I think all of these Judgment Day issues have been very very solid so far. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to get more of the series and see what happens. I'm definitely hyped after this issue yeah it's it's just like this puts a lot of pieces in play that we didn't have in play before i'm trying not to spoil this for anybody right now um yeah i was just gonna say that like with that first issue of judgment day sorry you're fine um it just helps seeing what all is happening in in different places because in judgment day you just got like Nightcrawler just coming in being like it was a massacre <laughs> but not knowing like what what happened and I mm-hmm. think that made it harder to uh, I don't know be a part of it like it just it felt very like okay because you knew everybody was gonna basically die yeah yeah it just it felt very like not a part of the story like they didn't care like mm-hmm. it didn't matter type of thing and this really just brings it around and like explains more i guess i don't know you know what i'm trying to say yeah, though no, yeah you're, impersonal yeah yeah yes that's it that's what i was <laughs> trying to say uh okay so next we have moon knight this is issue number 14 this is just mark having a discussion with his other personalities while he is in a fight mm-hmm. him realizing that he needs everybody which it was i mean it was a good issue it's just it suffers from that problem that we have been discussing where it's just like by the end of every issue it's just like okay like give me more like i just want more from it yeah that's that's exactly how i felt when i finished this issue i actually left it for last because i was not looking forward to it um i think i'm kind of over it yeah i'm definitely over it i probably like i said to you earlier i will I will probably be taking it off my pole, which is disappointing because I really like the art, and mm-hmm. it's just, like, I feel like there's... I don't know if there's there's little glimmers there, but it's just not well enough written to, like, make me want to keep, write, like, reading it. Like, mm-hmm. this could have been a really intriguing 
issue, but the discussion just felt very bland. Yeah. I just, this, I think this is one, like, we're 14 issues in, but we could have done all of this in seven. And even then, it's just like, I don't, like, I feel like I should care about, like, Moon Knight Mm -hmm. and Mark and, like, everything that's happening, but I don't. Like, it's, yeah, just, hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunate that I don't like it. I, uh-huh. I wish I did. It, I mean, yeah, there are aspects of it that are very enjoyable, but yeah, it's just it's dragging, and there's no reason for it to be. Okay, so next is Stillwater. This is issue number fourteen. We're in the last story arc. Yeah, so I don't, re- I don't know how many issues are left, so we'll, know. we'll see. It can't be too many. Um, I'm ready for the story to wrap up. It's kind of just, I feel like this is a common thread throughout all of these books this week. It's just kind of dragged on for no reason. Where it's like they could have moved the story a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like the art. But it's not, I, I like the first story arc a lot more than I've liked everything following it. Right. Yeah, and this one, the final story arc, which seems weird, honestly, they're expanding the immortality so that they can move because they've been stuck in still water for 40 yeah, years 40 something years. like that yeah so they're just they discovered a way to expand the border so that the immortality moves which okay it's like fine but I, again it's weird that it's happening in the last story arc yeah where there's probably like what four issues left yeah something and, like it, that. and this could have like happened they could have done this a while ago mm-hmm. and it would have been fine i think the whole last story arc seems almost pointless like nothing in regards to what happened in the first one and then what's happening in this one nothing really happened like yeah like stuff happened but didn't happen yeah it wasn't like significant like it's good, though. Yeah, it's, it's good. good, yeah. <laughs> Little Monsters. This is what we got next. This is number six. This is number six. This is vampire kids discovering humans still exist and they don't have to feed off of animals anymore. And I can't, I don't know, I still, part of me feels like this is limited just the way this issue goes, but I can't, I can't figure this out. No, so. it's weird. And I, I do like this story a lot, but it does suffer from what everyone else has. It's like nothing. I want more from it. Like, I do like it. I am going to continue reading it. I'm curious. It's like, for me, it's a very solid story. Like, I like the art and Mm -hmm. stuff, but it's just like, what's going on, guys? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I do. I like the art a lot. Yeah, the art is really great. And, like, I do, like, I'm, I think, in the same boat as you. Like, I enjoy it, but I need to, yeah, just like, come on, let's get there. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you've kind of introduced each of the kids, and then you've kind of, like, stood, stepped back from that, and, you know, it's just... We got backgrounds on some of them, but not all of them, and, like, where's Dad? Like, yeah. It's a fun little vampire read, and it is enjoyable, but I just... Maybe I'm just expecting too much yeah. from books. Like, maybe I'm I, next issue I'm just going to go in just no thoughts just vampires and just see how that goes because i always i feel like i'm being too critical with some books Mm -hmm. especially you know ones like this where it's like this is all it's supposed to be like it's not going to be a life-changing story by any means it's just a vampire story like just fucking enjoy it yeah you're not wrong on that uh so next we have twig this is issue number four four Mm -hmm. 
This um, is a life-changing story. Yeah, this is a life-changing story. This is Twix just continuing his adventure um, where we last slept him off in issue number three. He had to collect the heart of a horned beast. Uh, he finds out that most of the horned beasts have been murdered except for one. It's that one. Yeah. That one killed me. Uh, and so the beginning starts out with a little conversation with the horned beast, um, which, yeah, which was fairly, like, heartbreaking for yeah. both of them. Uh, but I love this. Yeah, I love this book so so much, like so so much. I think, honestly, I think Scotty Young is one of my favorite writers at this point. Mm, for sure, he just he does a really good job of taking these like fairly innocent stories and giving them so much depth and making them heavier than they have any right yeah. to be, and yeah. it's just relatable in a way even though I've never had this sort of thing happen to me you know like it just yeah the way that he builds the characters and stuff and has their minds work it's just he just is really good at making stories uh it reminds me a lot of like Don Bluth movies okay I can see that like, yeah because just like this the way the stories are written mm-hmm. um even like the art to its own extent like reminds me of like that sort of like cartoonery not really but yeah um but yeah i think that's like that's what really sticks with me is like because it makes me think about like those sorts of movies that i really loved when i was a kid but like as you go back and as an adult and watch them just like they're so like gut-wrenching and like magical and like meaningful like they're all of these things just wrapped up into a nice little package Mm -hmm. and given to you and it's like yeah it's just such a such an enjoyable story and i'm 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 every issue every time an issue comes out I'm just so glad and so worried yeah (laughs) I'm just like no and I know that like it's gonna have to have its moment like of both sides um there's always a life-changing event that happens mm -hmm. within it and I don't want to see what it is (laughs) it's because I know it's just gonna break me because everyone that every story that we've read of his has been like that where there's one moment where you're just like fuck (laughs) yeah so I I really I I'm there, like, I'm there with you with Scotty Young. He's, like, one of my favorite writers. Like, there's definitely several of his books that, like, I don't know, Middle West will probably stick with me for, like, mm-hmm. the rest of my <clears throat> life. Like, I can't think about that book without, like, getting a little weepy I myself. Know. And I think, honestly, <laughs> that's where it started for me. Like, just him being one of my favorite writers mm-hmm. because he took that, that story, and changed my life. <laughs> He's just really, really good. And this story is super solid, and it's Five issues? Six? Six, six issues. issues. I'm pretty sure it's six issues. Yeah. I feel like that's what I saw. I feel like that's what it was, too. But yeah, we'll get back to you on, like, when it comes to an end, and we will discuss our trauma from it. <laughs> yeah, this book, I think, is going to just emotionally wreck me in some way, even if, even if it's happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have the closet. This is issue number three. This wraps up this little little horror story um little family horror this book was i think the next two books once in future in this i'm gonna ruin a little bit so i'm just gonna say spoiler if you want to read either the closet number three or once in future number 28 yes just stop it here and come back um the end of this book fucked me right on up yeah (laughs) uh you find out the monster in his closet has been a shadow of his dad that he saw when his dad was sneaking into his closet to look at pictures of the woman he was 
having an affair with. Um, and you kind of learn that everything's, all of his nightmares and things have kind of been stemming from the arguments that his parents have been having. Yeah, it uh, fucked. <laughs> I know we had this conversation the other night when we were talking about it, but it's crazy how like, you don't think about certain things when you're young and like the truth of them you only see like how it appears at first and it's it's scary Mm -hmm. it can be scary and if you don't understand like what's going on that like changes your perspective on like not just people but like places too so yeah and I think this like yeah this really brings it up like I said it kind of like triggered my own memories of shit like that where I was just like Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. That's not what I was looking forward to right now. Um. But yeah, I just, I don't know what I was thinking was gonna happen at the end, honestly. But I, it was not, not this. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. I was expecting like, I don't know, like a Monsters Inc. type situation where like, I was expecting an actual monster yeah, as well. No, where exactly. I was like, all right, it's cool. Terrifying monsters exist in this world. Like, but. And terrifying monsters do exist in this world, and sometimes they're the people we're related to, and I think that's, like, the worst part Mm -hmm. is, like, I don't know. Well, and it's also, like, you don't realize that as as an adult, like, as a parent, you don't realize that the things that you do shape your child, and you don't realize how it traumatizes them because, I don't know, you raising your voice not in anywhere near your kid they can just like hear it how that like can fuck them up and just like the emotions and that yeah and that tension that can be there yeah it's just it was really good i really suggested three issues so it's not not too much and it it hits every issue hits fucking just solid as shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i i don't think i've read something that's like three issues and been like just this utterly good like where it explains everything the story arc is solid like childhood trauma is a thing yeah (laughs) and it fucks with (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i just want to show the cover again just because this is what you oh my crazy hands this is what we had talked about the other night like yeah. every time I would walk by the wall, like it's just yeah, just a really really good story. And for only three issues, like the f- yeah, it is like what the fuck? It, how it, how they, did you just like how did you do this so well? They had no right. <laughs> they had absolutely no right to do that to me to well, us. Yeah, the art too, and just like the art and the story just fit together so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect little perfect little story. Nice little spooky story about childhood trauma. <laughs> Cute. Okay, so last we have Once in Future. This is issue number 28. Um, a couple more issues to the end. I'm sad, but also not ready. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not ready in the <laughs> sense that, like, I'm not ready to see what they're going to do, but I'm ready to get to the end. Yeah, I, that is the best way to describe it. And I think this one... Like, this issue ended in such a jaw-dropping moment where things didn't go to plan. Um, we lose a main character we lose here. In a very, very, very brutal way. Mm-hmm. Um, it is sudden. It is shocking. And I don't know. Yeah, I think that that is the thing, isn't it? It was just so, so sudden, so shocking. And, like, I'm just really curious how, how it plays out mm-hmm. because I don't think... I mean, 
I'm I'm curious to see how Duncan reacts more than anything because mm-hmm. I think that that is like a linchpin in the story right now, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's um, I will say still 28 issues later, this is probably my favorite story, my favorite comic. It's just done so so well. Uh, Champ actually made a good point earlier, which I hadn't really connected for 28 issues, how each issue kind of ends the way like a chapter in a book does. I, j- I don't know why I had never thought of it like that before because it's like there's things that happen and then it's always like the last page or two where the big thing happens to propel it into the next part. So I love that. I think that is very cool. This is just such a good, good story. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm also excited. I'm like... Just don't know. Mm-hmm. I really I think that's the thing is like I really this is a story where I haven't really thought about the ending. Like mm-hmm. even though I I know know it would end. Well, it's but, just there's so many moving stories in here and like some of them literally. Like, yeah, and we've gotten <laughs> to the end of a lot of these like tales like this one ends a specific story that yeah. had been started at the beginning. So there's like there's so many different parts that are going right now and I'm I'm curious to see which story is going to end the story. It's just, yeah. It's really it's good. It's really good. We love it. Um that's all we get. We did that really fast. Yeah. I, I know you got places to go, things to do, people to see. I got so many people to see. Um so thanks for joining us. Uh thanks for listening. Go support your local comic book shops, buy some comic books, support your local libraries and friends. We will actually get posting our, on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. This week was actually just surprisingly busy. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, we have some ideas for episodes that we will be doing. I did come up with more, by the way. Okay. Um, so we will get started on those as soon as we can and let you know the deets. So... Thanks for supporting us, and we'll see you on the flippity flip. We love you.